Is there a uh, a applause button that we can work into this? <laughs> 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 I mean, we'll just put this on camera. That I'll, I'll come out and say it. My chair it adjusts up and down, but we don't get to sit forward. So, like, I could be here with you guys. But I can't be right here with you guys without leaning forward. So, you want to talk nice and slow, deep, like? <laughs> We've got some mic malfunctions here. Uh, we have made a, a better job here. I've placed my mic in a better position, so I'm hoping that this will provide clear audio for our listeners. And our YouTube subscribers, go subscribe. Majorleagueuniversity.com slash YouTube. There you go. That was wrong. <laughs> All right. We are back with another episode of Champion School brought to you by Major League University. I am Ray McIntyre. With me, as always, is Austin Byler, the legend. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be interviewing Tori, one of my favorite people, actually. Uh, she is the doctor of physical therapy. And, the and we'll get all into her story here in a little while. But uh, really fun interview. Uh, also a slow pitch uh, extraordinaire. Pretty good at slow pitch. Go nuts. Um, shouts out to Tori. Go nuts. Mariani nuts. Uh, lost our championship, by the way. Uh, I know you guys were really worried about what had happened, but uh, we lost that championship. So <sighs> there's always next season, you know? <laughs> Anyways, what's up with you, bye? What's uh, new, man? I, I want to talk about you actually real quick, right? Is that a salty loss right there? Because we talked in person off camera and you said the nerves might've got the best of you guys. You started to try to do things that you weren't trying to do in the previous games in slow pitch softball. So even though it is a C league, slow pitch softball league, as your pop said, Dave Mack, hey, hey, that was Dave Mack quote <laughs> of the year right there. Hey, in a C league game, uh, it, that's there's a lot of things that we can get into. What happened with the pressure? Yeah, so uh, playoffs are four teams, and we played the first game, uh, smacked this team like 19 to 7. And then we ended up going into the – we had a, a one-hour break, which gave us plenty of time to think about it. And uh, we got into the second game against a team that uh, I guess we would tied last time that our team played. I wasn't with them. And uh, they're all right, like nothing crazy. But, uh, yeah, so they started shifting on everybody. We started popping up a lot. Uh, let, up, let off a grand slam. They did. Uh, I, I had walked one hitter and we'd made a couple of errors and then grand slam to start the game. So uh, not ideal. Uh, we definitely let the emotions probably get the best of us. And, um, you know, as someone that teaches the mental side of the game, I can be better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, accountability and extreme ownership. Jocko <laughs> Willink, baby. Jocko Willink. <laughs> I love it. We're going to do a podcast where you shave your head and you come in and you're just talking like that the entire time. That's all right for the viewers. Ah uh, man, I just need a couple maybe tattoos and look a little more hard, and then we might be able to make it happen. But it's hard to get rid of this hair, man. This hair doesn't leave even when I want it gone. So yeah, I don't where know what to do. where are the birds going to go in the winter? Right? They can't fly south. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, do you have anything new that happened in your family, your life, anything new going on in your world uh, before we kick it off? One new thing, and I'll be asking for thoughts and prayers on this one. Is my grandpa goes into 
surgery tomorrow. And so the, by the time you listen to this, it will be about five days post-surgery. He's going in to get a pacemaker put in his heart, which will be huge because it'll give him more energy and it'll keep him hopefully alive longer. Um, should be a seamless surgery, but you never know. So just kind of throwing out the prayers and thoughts for him. Got to go see him today, which was good. Pre-surgery, it'll be going in Wednesday morning and um, we'll be thinking about him, praying for him and, and keeping you guys updated on how he does. I'm super excited because his heart's been a little weak and it's been good to hopefully have a, a good solution for him. And then another news, and it's not the weekly fun news that we want to talk about, but uh, we have to send our condolences to Garrett Goldsmith. He unfortunately passed away recently in a drowning accident at Donner Lake up there in Reno, Nevada. And um, just really hits home, man. I've been having a tough time with this one just because Ray Mack and I have been close to that Goldsmith family for so long. Uh, Coach Bud, he recruited me to the University of Nevada in 2011. And uh, just an unbelievable family. They've gone through so much in their life between their daughter and, and now their wife and, and just all these things that are happening uh, to them. Just keep them in your prayers, keep them in your thoughts. If you know them or have any connection with them, please reach out to them and offer your support. Uh, as Major League University, we're going to hopefully do something here in the near future to support Garrett and uh, celebrate his life because he was an amazing young man, incredible character, unbelievably hard worker, and just a great dude. And so that was just very unfortunate. So we want to send our best to him, the Wolfpack country, and um, all those involved in that. So uh, some somber news, but also, hey, celebration of life and uh, just continue to keep them in your thoughts and prayers. Yeah, absolutely. The Goldsmiths are some really great people and, and they've played a pretty big impact on, on you and I's careers, really. So, um, you know, really thinking about them. Um, as we move in, let's shift into the good news of the week. You want to hit the segment? Hey. All right, let's start it off. Uh, good news of the week from us, and, and I'll let you kind of talk about it. Our trip to Love Lock, Nevada. How'd Love Lock, baby. Love Lock was incredible. Shout out Pershing County High School and the coaching staff there, Coach Jared, Coach Jesse, and the entire community, Colby. And there's so many more that uh, that we could name off there in that community that welcomed us in with open arms. Uh, Coach Jared brought a few of his athletes. If you don't, if you aren't familiar with Love Lock, Nevada, which you probably aren't, it's 90 minutes <laughs> east or 90 miles east of Reno, Nevada in between Reno and Salt Lake City in the middle of nowhere. It's a small town, maybe 5,000 people, and it was such a great time. We got to stay at the local hotel slash casino there. Uh, we got to have some gas station food for the first time in a while, which was cool, and it was pretty solid, some good coffee there. And just the overall environment, it was incredible. We got to go down there. There was 50-plus kids out there all the way from 9 years old up to 16, 17 years old in high school between softball and baseball. Got to run a coach's clinic up there for about 90 minutes, which is really, really good to get to connect with the local coaches and volunteers, help equip them for battle, and just give them some drills and some mindset aspects for these athletes to go take back into their game and hopefully their life. That's really what this is all about. And I think we had some really good breakthroughs with a few of the athletes that we've seen a couple of times now and just their leadership and empowering them and giving them that courage to go out there and make bold decisions and be the best that they can be. So Love Lock, incredible experience. We have a new family, new friends, so many new awesome people. We're excited for the next session. We're hopefully going back a couple of times a year and keep them rolling. And the other good news from Love Lock is if you're a baseball athlete or coach or listener or familiar with baseball, there's this thing called the Fungo Man. And the Fungo Man is... <laughs> basically the greatest invention ever made because now you as a fungo hitter do not have to hit the fungos. You just press a button and it shoots them out anywhere, everywhere that you want. It is incredible. So we got to hit, hit, uh, hook that up and just poop, push the button and it shot 
three ground balls to each side, boom, 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 boom. And I got to sit out there and coach. So that was a big time relief. The smallest town we've been to yet has the nicest machine. I love that. And the field was in beautiful condition, man. New dugouts, yeah, yeah. new everything, man, the turf football field. They, there's something about these small towns, Ray, and for our listeners that they invest in their sports, they invest in their youth. And that's the best part about going to these places. Right. They don't get the access that big time Phoenix, San Diego, or Sacramento get. They have less access to resources, but they rally together around their youth and their sports and their kids. And that's what I love about these small towns. So we're grateful, man. It's been a big blessing this week. And that was kind of finishing the summer off strong. Yeah. Shout out small towns, winners, high school <sighs> bangers only rock it out. And uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was really, really great trip. Uh, the whole situation was awesome and we can't wait to be back. I, I'm honestly considering going up, trying to get out there for one of their Friday night games, uh, join the rest of the 6,000 people in town at the Friday night lights. So I'm, I'm fired up about that. Um, moving forward. Did you see the video? We showed it in leadership. Hassan, uh, Safan Hassan, the 1500 meter runner. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> We're wow. going to show it. It's playing right here, right now. I'm going to put that thing on the screen, but so she falls down. She goes down and she's running the 1500 meter. It's about the mile. First of all, what's your best mile ever? 630. Give or take some change. 630. I'm around <laughs> the 615, 605 range. So I got speed in the mile, but uh, she goes down dude and gets up from the back of the pack and comes back and runs a 405 wins the heat. I mean, we talk about resiliency and like mind over matter at all times. I'm not coming back from that. I saw one of the men go down actually in the same exact race uh, later in the day. Dude just laid there. But that chick got up and, and got it done. Thoughts on that race? Thoughts on, on that event? You saw the video. so Unbelievable, man. And you hit it on the head. The guy just laid there now, barring maybe some pain. I didn't get to see the, the male race. But for the female race, she went down and she popped right back up. The resiliency to, to get to keep going when you get hit. That was the most beautiful thing about that. She got knocked down physically, literally. And she said, I don't care. I'm not making any excuses. I'm still going to finish this race. And I bet she didn't have first place on her mind. I bet she had just, hey, finish for integrity and finish this thing out because I came here to do a job and I came here to earn a spot. And she just came storming back, passing up the other girls and she was flying. I don't know how you sprint that long at that pace for that amount of time, but it was the most incredible, uh, incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. So shout out Hassan. That was incredible. That's an inspiration right there. And we got to use it in our leadership academy last night, as well as just using that on social media as a great example of resiliency, mental toughness, and the ability to keep going when things aren't going your way. I think a lot of times in this world, we get hit with adversity and there's a lot of people out there that they like to make excuses and feel sorry for themselves. But Hassan did not feel sorry for herself. She got back up, knocked the dust off and kept running and she finished the race and look what happens. Victory was hers. So that was really cool to see. Four or five mile. That's ridiculous. And knocked down. Uh, I don't know yeah. about that. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's, just, it's not happening here. So, no, um, continuing with really resiliency. Um, obviously, the Simone Biles story has kind of been pretty front page news. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, she came back, uh, performed in the Beam right after this whole debacle that has been going on, and she's had having some struggles, some real struggles with the overall and stuff. Um, has stepped back up, taken bronze. What do you think this bronze medal means to her uh, after kind of the trials that she's been through over this last week? That's an incredible story. And we've gotten a lot of 
uh, reach outs, good and bad within the story, which is, yeah, no which doubt. is good. And I think that's a positive thing is having multiple sides to the story and multiple opinions about the story. But for me, for her to get back up there on that beam, I can only imagine what she's going through mentally and just that feeling of loneliness and uh, isolation is really tough for any athlete, especially for ones in the Olympics who are expected to win every single time. And so for her to get back up there and dominate it and get a bronze still place in there after all the things she's gone through, I think that's the ultimate story of resiliency and pushing through your comfort zone. Yes. She might've stepped out early and those things happened as part of life. And she was able to get back up, get on her feet and still finish while she was there. So most people could have said, Hey, I'm just going to go home and take a breather and never come back. She said, Hey, I'm still going to finish support my team and at least be there for my teammates physically on the sideline. So uh, happy for her, man. I think it was awesome. Great story for her. Yeah. Obviously a lot of people talking on both sides of it. I think the big thing is like, let's be real. The yips are a real thing. I've had them. I know here. a lot of players in baseball that have had them and gone through them. Uh, if you had that and you have to add in the, the, you know, the, Hey, I'm coming down spinning four times and have to land on my feet. Probably not my best thing either. So, um, you know, pump for her and, and her coming back and, and we're going to stay on the topic of resiliency as we go into this week's Zen. All right, this week's Zen, uh, we are getting into values, resiliency. Uh, we talked a lot about it actually in this week's Leadership Academy. If you don't know about it, check it out. We have leadership every Monday night where we're talking to athletes across the country. It's big league. Check it out. Uh, but on the topic of values, what do you got on values? What do they mean to you? What are some of your values? You know, give us the whole spread here. Yeah, I think values is really what matters to you in the simplest form is what are the things that matter most to you in your life and how do you operate your life by? I think uh, a lot of the times in corporate world, especially, and even teams, they'll come up with values or there's going to be sayings or writings on the wall that really don't mean anything to anybody in that clubhouse, except for maybe the coach. And so you put different things. I remember in high school, we had discipline, dedication, and desire, the three Ds. And we went through it the first year. And after that, we never touched back on it. So it's yeah. like, man, we, if we have our values, we've got to live by our values. These are our, this is our operating system. This is our belief system. These are the things that we're going to live our life out with in full faith in this. So I think a few of mine were family. Uh, faith was a big one. Wisdom was another one. Humility is another one. Integrity, doing the right thing. And, and are my actions aligning with my words? And so I think just living out those values in everything you do, you don't have to shove it in anybody's face or try to be anybody you're not. Just be who you are and be authentic, be genuine with yourself and be your real self anywhere you go and no matter what it is that you're doing. So values, I think it's, it's a massive thing to have. I think all of us have some sort of underlying values, even though we might not always have them front and center or know exactly what our values are. But if you want to check out your values or see what you might value, chart your progress for a week and see what you do every day for a week. And you can really align where are my values placed? Is it placed in money? Is it placed in my work? Is it placed in my family? Is it placed in my faith? Is it placed in whatever that uh, that thing might be that you value the most? So just something that really means a lot to you, Ray, and something that you can operate your life on, something that's going to give you purpose, that's going to give you meaning, that's going to give you passion to go do what you want to do in your life and to go accomplish the things that you're meant to accomplish. I love values. I think they're massive. And we had them at Nevada. We had them in high school. We had them in professional baseball a little bit. And then now I have some of my own. So I think faith is probably the biggest one. That's like my foundation there. The spiritual foundation is what I really create as my rock. It's something I can always lean back on and depend on in times of trials and times of triumph and in times of hate or, or whatever it might be that's going on in my life. And just really being able to push through and, hey, 
let's be who we say we're going to be every day of our life. Yeah. Those values really give you, you know, that extra oomph to get through it when the, you know, the going gets tough. And, and we talk to our guys a lot about really, um, exploring theirs right and and there's different exercises we have a couple on the blog we'll put it in the the description here uh, but 15 minutes really if you just if you take 15 minutes once a month to kind of check out your values it's good for about four weeks it lowers your stress and anxiety you know what your your why is and what you're doing it for um huge so uh we want resiliency values really instill that and and we encourage you guys to all get out there and, and talk through yours all right, so we're going to get into the interview. Uh, again, just a little background. This is Dr. Tori Williams, uh, doctor of physical therapy. She's a former softball player, grew up in a small town, Chico, California. She graduated from CSU Chico with her bachelor's degree in exercise physiology before going in to earn her doctorate in physical therapy from NAU. And you didn't know that, did you? I had no uh, idea. Since then, she has worked as a physical therapist in the outpatient setting with special interests in orthopedics, sports injuries, chronic pain, things I have. Uh, Tori is passionate about providing high-quality evidence-based patient care and educating the public about how to be proactive with their health and wellness. Earlier this year, she started her own online business, Fortitude Physical Therapy and Wellness. I botched that name in this interview i botched a lot of things in this interview so hang with me it is fortitude physical therapy and wellness uh where she enjoys helping former athletes recover from pain injury build sustainable healthy habits and move forward with confidence again um really cool interview we're going to shoot this thing on over right now unless you had anything to add mr Byler. we are good to go she's incredible hit that button All right. Uh, our next guest, a uh, great friend of mine, uh, also stud athlete on my softball team, uh, Tori Williams, Dr. Tori Williams, a uh, physical therapist, uh, runs her own business, Tori Fortitude Wellness. Is that correct? Fortitude Physical Therapy. And there wellness. it is. Yes. Nail it. So obviously you want to know. <laughs> Nailed Here it is. Um, but yeah, we're just pumped to have you on the show. We know uh, that a little bit of your background involves the mental side as well as the physical side of health. And uh, we think you'd be a great guest and we're fired up to have you. Thank you so much. I'm really stoked that you guys invited me on. This is a really cool opportunity. So thanks. Shout out to your ring light, by the way, or whatever you have oh, yeah. going. Your lighting is fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that's uh, this guy right here. There it is. The ring light. I got that guy. My guy's not as, as dark. My guy doesn't reach. He kind of comes in. He looks like a lighting <laughs> light. I don't know. Oh, that was a little weird. Kind of look like yeah. an angel. I also, I also have some natural lighting right in front of me as well with the big old, big old window. So that helps. So you're telling hour. me yeah. uh, it's a process. It's a process. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, uh, it's a very uh, intricate process. Well, we're pumped to have you on, Tori, and it's good to see you again. And we were just kind of talking off air, and we want to bring the off air to the on air. And we were talking about business because you started a business, and I know it's scary and um, can be very fearful. And it's, it's a beast, right? You're starting a business. You don't really know what to expect. And you were mentioning some groups that you're in business-wise with fellow owners of uh, health and, and wellness companies as well. But what have you been learning uh, business-wise about whether it's reaching the most people, just uh, marketing, attacking it, maybe just new things that you've learned since you've kind of started your own business and gone on that entrepreneurial field? Yeah, gosh, so much. Uh, 
I have zero business background, by the way. I went through school as a science nerd, uh, taking all the science classes possible because I loved the human body and went straight to grad school for physical therapy and then got out. And I had friends in, in school who would always say, you're going to start a business someday. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, we took a business admin course in PT school and had to do this assignment where you design your business and you have to do all the financial preparation and all that crap. And I'm like, that was the worst assignment I've ever had to do. I'm never having, I'm never going to have it. Well, I've been a PT for two and a half years now. And at year two, I started my own business. So uh, here we are. Um, but no, I, I think... I have literally not stopped learning new things about business since I started six months ago. Um, and for me, it was just about finding groups that uh, I aligned with and who were going to support my values in my business um, so that I could market authentically um, my services and what I do and actually reach the people that I'm, that I wanted to reach. Um, but yeah, so it was about, I found a mentor early on, who I really aligned with uh, and who actually kind of nudged me to start the business. And then from there just joined other coaching groups that, um, that were either, you know, on the ground tactical tips um, about how to start a business and, and steps to take. And then um, other groups that were more like, you know, uh, problem solving and, trying to figure out like certain things that everybody kind of comes across as they start a business, especially as a woman in business, because <laughs> there's not a lot of us or not enough of us. Uh, and so it's, it's just finding groups that were really supportive and helpful. And once you have a good group that supports you, I think it's, it gets a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, and it, it's a constant learning process for sure. And I'm nowhere near <laughs> done learning. It's definitely a learning process by, I know you were going to hit on something there, but okay. maybe you can touch on it. I mean, you've been doing your business and our business now for what, three years, I guess, since you've officially started, is that about right? Yeah. And what I, let me ask both of you, what's been the biggest challenge, especially in that first startup year uh, of getting this thing off the ground? I'll rock it. I'll rock it out. There's been a couple of things. And one's kind of a question that I asked Tori and, uh, a little bit here, but I think the biggest thing is like staying consistent and being disciplined because when we, when we're athletes and we played sports and then we go to school or college, it's very structured. So you kind of know where you're going to be and what you need to do. But when you go into your own business venture where you're not at a, a regular job or nine to five, whatever you want to put it. And I was at a nine to five typical sales job in the Bay area for a year before we really took this full time. And it was, interesting learning the structure there and trying to take some of that to the entrepreneurial world. But um, that's been one big thing is the structure and discipline. And the other thing is the self-doubt, self-talk, because at some points you don't think you're moving at all, but you forget how far you've come when you keep taking steps forward. So that's been a big thing for me is just staying in the fight because there's days and there's plenty of them. There's days yesterday that I was doing it where I'm doubting what's going on. How are we going to do this? What's going to happen? And then the next day you get a massive contract or something awesome. And you're like, let's go, let's do this. So those are two of the biggest things for me, big time. And uh, I'm a natural warrior. So I have to kind of fight against that. Uh, but that daily preparation, work on yourself, man, you got to take care of yourself and build yourself up so you can handle a lot of that adversity that comes with it. 
What do you got? Am I, am I allowed to say ditto? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we can hashtag it. I, uh, I, I don't think there's anything to add there. I think you hit, you hit the nail on the head. It, that's exactly the struggle that it's just the self-doubt of, can I do this? Uh, and, you know, I have this grand vision for what I want to create. Can, do I actually have the tools to do that? How long is it going to take me? Uh, and how am I going to support myself in the meantime while I'm building? And then the discipline of being, you know, your own boss and showing up every day and giving it all of your energy. Uh, and I do think being an athlete helped with that a little bit. Like you mentioned, you just kind of keep fighting, keep grinding. Um, but without structure, that can be really hard. So I think um, making sure that I have a structure every day, I plan out each day, I know what's going to happen. And then you hold yourself accountable to it um, and then go through those days and knowing that you're going to have those bad days and that there's going to be better days ahead. Uh, and having, you know, like I mentioned before, a support system where you can lean in and say, you know, this is hard. <laughs> what have you done in these, in these times? Because it's, it's not easy. I think this is, hands down the hardest thing I've ever had to do. So oh, that's incredible. I love the fact of the lean in though, like lean into your support group and the people that you care about the mentorship. You've talked a lot about it on and off air, just finding mentors and like-minded people in this world that can help. Uh, and I think it's awesome. And as a woman starting a business that is, I don't want to say it's rare, but it's not as popular, I guess, in this world. Like you said, you could probably be more is pretty awesome. It's very courageous and stepping into the unknown. Um, it's amazing, right? It's amazing. And something that I wanted to bring up to because this is something that we struggle with, with the mental side of the game, the leadership, the character building, just some people aren't fully bought in. Uh, a lot of kids aren't bought in, especially from the outside, because it's new, it's foreign, it's not the physical side of sports that they're used to. So if you go into a basketball, football, baseball, it's all different but we know that it works and we're passionate about it because we know that it can help you. We know that's why we're so passionate. So um, for us, we know that these tools help for you. You're in the, the health and wellness space, physical therapy, teaching people how to either rebuild their body or take care of their body. And we all know that physical health, nutrition, sleep, hydration, all of these things are important, but very few of us take them seriously. And myself is one of them when I eat Dairy Queen. So how do you operate <laughs> when you're in a, in a field that we all know is important? We all know mental training is important. We all know health and wellness is important, but not everybody else necessarily knows that it's important or sees it as important as you do or we do. How do you combat that with your business? Like what are some, some maybe some tips, strategies, or some ideas that you've maybe come across that have helped you overcome that? And I don't know if that's been something you thought about, but I know for me, uh, it definitely is something I thought about. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I don't know that I have it figured out. I'll be honest. I don't think I do. Uh, but I, I think for me, it starts with education and just mm. trying to pique interest and say, you know, and try to point out certain areas where, you know, mental health and taking care of yourself first is important, um, to your performance and to your health. And, and then you kind of go from there. I think education is the base of everything. Uh, you don't know what you don't know. Uh, and until you point those things out to people, uh, they won't know to look into it, right? Um, mm. But I do think there is a stigma around, you know, not really understanding quite the power of uh, the mental side of sport or business or life. 
Uh, and I think it's becoming bigger now. I think, especially in the healthcare field, finally, um, it's gaining mm-hmm. some traction. And I know you guys have been keeping an eye on the Olympics with uh, Simone Biles coming out and uh, stepping out of the, the team the team com- competition because of mental health reasons. And so I think it's finally starting to gain traction and starting, people are starting to have discussions about it, which is good. Uh, sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's not because uh, other people refuse to change their minds about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I, I, yeah, I don't know that I have the answer. I think it's just, you start with education. You just try to get the word out as much as you can. Uh, and then, to me personally, uh, you don't quite know until you try to maximize your own mental health and optimize the way that you function throughout the day behind the scenes, uh, the true power of it. Like for the, for example, the, the business mentorship I was in, uh, I was uh, in a big group and the coach, his name's Frank Benedetto. He's a rock star in the physical therapy world um, and healthcare world, but he, he always came on every Monday with a talk about mental health or mindset and how as a business owner, you have to have your mindset right first uh, before you can build off of that. And I always thought that was cool because I never, you don't hear business coaches talking about that very often. You hear mm-hmm. them talking about strategy. You hear them talking about, you know, how to grow your audience or how to, how to sell more. Um, and for him, it always started with your mindset, your mental health, and then you build from there because your mindset dictates how well you're going to be able to share your talents and share your passions with the world. Um, and if you're not in the right headspace to do that, then, you know, people aren't really going to see it. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that for me was, was huge just in that mentorship of him laying the groundwork saying, Hey, you have to take care of your own mind first. And then the rest comes on top of that. <laughs> well, that was pretty solid. I mean, we're going to clip that. <laughs> yeah, is that a, uh, a, a bomb? <laughs> that, was that was great. Amazing. Just so true though. You're right. You got to take care of yourself first, put yourself in the right position, uh, take care of your mental health. Like you said, the Olympics has been the, the overall theme has been mental performance and the mindset, the mental toughness. And I think there's a difference in both, but for her to step out like that, be bold about it on a national stage where, you know, people are going to be coming at you from all angles unbelievable i love it and, and it needs to have more conversations so i'm thankful for athletes who yes they have some struggles and troubles we went through our own but they've overcome those things and they've been able to talk about it which is the best thing you're courageous about it i love it yeah yeah i mean i was nervous mariani nuts slow pitch <laughs> softball playoffs last night <laughs> co-ed league and uh we had one game one went into game two and it was like and we have a team full of division one athletes i mean tori i don't know if you can set the scene any better but what, what was your <laughs> mindset how were you calming yourself down in a slow pitch tuesday night league uh imagine if you're at the olympics you know right well that's the thing yeah that's the thing i think people don't understand is like you know you can judge all you want but until you've been there uh, I, I don't think you have the right to talk personally, but, um, <laughs> and I have not been there. I was at a slow pitch game last night and I was, uh, sweating bullets. So, um, <laughs> no, I, it was fun. I, I think it's hard slow pitch. Like you're trying to have fun. Right. But when you got a team full of competitors, uh, <laughs> it's easier said than done to just be like, have fun guys. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> give up a grand slam in the first bye. <laughs> oh, well, I would have been uh, yeah. losing my cooler over there, man. I've been rocking out. And your boy was on the mound. It was tough. But, oh, yeah. Um, anyways, back to your business. Uh, I was I was fanning through your uh, TikTok, by the way, uh, your okay. accounts. Tori, T-O-R-I dot fortitude. If you can't spell by that's F-O-R-T-I-T-U-D-E dot P-T. That's at Tori dot fortitude dot P-T on Instagram and TikTok. Yes. Um, same, your tic- same on each. Yep. Perfect. I think it was uh, it was either your TikTok one or Instagram. One of them has your why on it. Um, it's my Instagram. Was awesome. Bye. You got to check this out. But for the people like Bye that haven't looked up your Instagram, could you give us a little bit on your why, why you do this and, and why it's so important to you? Oh, yeah. How much time do we have? <laughs> oh, you're good. Take as much time as, as you want. want. <laughs> Austin, I, I told Ray ahead of this. I was like, I talk a lot, so you're gonna have to cut me off if I keep talking. Um, you're good. So my why, I think uh, it's funny because I, you know, I was an athlete. I played uh, all through high school and one year at junior college for softball. Um, and I started to recognize in myself and also in my patients this struggle with the transition from life after sport, from being a competitive athlete to all of a sudden being like a quote unquote normal person uh, that goes to work and has a desk job. And, uh, you know, their body starts changing as we start aging. They start having aches and pains that they didn't have before. They start not feeling like they're as strong, fast, powerful as they were. Uh, And then heaven forbid they have you know, a season ending injury that they had had previously, or they start having new pains, uh, now after exercising or anything, and it can be a really confusing time. So for me, it's, it's for the athletes that have this doubt that they're like, what happened to my body? (laughs) What happened to that person that, that I was? And they start having a bit of this identity crisis with the person that they used to be and who they are now. Uh, and so my, my mission is really to empower people to realize how strong, adaptable and resilient you still are. And that bodies do change as we age, but that doesn't mean that you have to just, uh, you know, succumb to the aches and pains, uh, that come along with that. Um, and just really giving people new passion with movement and giving them confidence to move again. Um, and really find joy in, in training and taking care of their bodies. So that's the shortened version. <laughs> I had to go, no, I had to go look at the Instagram as we were pulling it up. So, um, and I love the profile. It's awesome. The, the bio is great. For some reason, Instagram has blocked me from your photos in, in reels. <laughs> what? <laughs> I haven't seen them and I didn't get blocked. I'm sorry, but I haven't oh. seen them, like three of them in a row. So hopefully it gets me back on the algorithm. I'm saying it out loud. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're back. But <laughs> uh, uh, I think it's really cool how you you help former athletes move with confidence, right? You said move with passion. How do we adapt and we're overcoming uh, different things? And as an athlete and former athletes, we don't move the same, right? It hurts a little more. It might not be as, as flexible as we were. I mean, for me, on these plane rides and car rides, I don't know how you're feeling, Ray, but my hips are hurting. And I had to do yoga today and it wasn't much yoga. It was just like screaming. <laughs> I was hurting. <laughs> But it was important and we just got to be more aware of it. So I love that piece. Um, how often do you use like, I know when I was with the Diamondbacks, they did a lot of different like breathing 
technique exercises that helped like kind of reposture your body. Uh, I don't necessarily remember the names of what exercises they were, but I did a couple of them today and I like them. But do you, do you use a lot of those with your athletes and with your clients? Do you kind of stay away from that? Is that an important part? The breathing is a pillar within flexibility and mobility. Uh, how do you use that for recovery as well? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, no, I, I think my, my lens with breathing is more so from a nervous system regulation uh, component. So when we're stressed, when we're overloaded, when we have pain, um, the body goes, you know, fight or flight, right? The fight or flight system is your sympathetic nervous system and rest and digest is your parasympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system. When you're in pain or in a lot of stress or in a stressful situation, your sympathetic nervous system, your fight or flight is through the roof. Uh, and so breathing is actually one of your body's natural ways. If you slow down your breathing, it actually slows down your nervous system and switches more towards your parasympathetic, which allows you to be more calm and more focused. Um, and it also reduces pain. We have a lot of uh, good literature now that we can actually modify pain with, with breathing as well. So that's my lens for it, um, for breathing exercises. I don't necessarily subscribe to uh, what it does posturally. Um, but I do think it has a huge benefit for sure in performance and pain and rehab, um, and just in everyday life as well. So yeah, big, big component of breathing. Um, I was going to ask, so who is your ideal client right now? I know your, your star is still pretty fresh, but who is the people that you want to be brought into Tori's wellness and, and just get this thing rolling? <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like you mentioned, I'm still pretty new, so it's kind of like whoever needs a physical therapist <laughs> at this point, but, uh, no, my niche is definitely former athletes in their, you know, twenties and thirties that are going through that like transitional period from youth or, you know, young adult athlete athlete to, uh, everyday citizen, uh, and trying to figure out how to, keep exercise as a part of their life as something that they feel passionate about and that it's a way that they can invest in themselves and them and their health. Uh, and people that have had either chronic pain, uh, which is pain for longer than three months in a certain area, um, or recurring pain or injuries from sport that never really got taken care of appropriately, um, either because they stopped playing after that injury or because it was just something that kept coming back to the haunt haunt them and they never really took care of it because they just wanted to play uh and so you guys uh, would be my ideal clientele that's right yeah that's uh real talk where do they if they were to reach out to you how do they get in touch with you uh let's get the plug out of the way now yeah, absolutely. So uh, I am working on my website. It's not quite up yet. That would normally be where you would go. But uh, right now you can reach out to me via DM on Instagram or on Facebook, and I will get you a link to my scheduler um, where you can sign up for a free discovery call for 30 minutes. So I always like to make sure that people are a good fit and that I'm a good fit to help you. So I offer a free 30 minute discovery call just to dive into what's going on, see if uh, online physical therapy can help you because I am fully online right now. Um, and if not, I'll at least try to point you in the right direction. But that's that would be how you get a hold of me either online, uh, Instagram or Facebook. 
and uh, I have a free Facebook group right now um, for former athletes as well. That is the fortify your life after uh, sport uh, page. And I can share that with you guys too. Yeah, um, please do. We'll, and, we'll put that in the description. Yeah. yeah. So that I'm just sharing free resources there um, for former athletes. Um, and uh, it's a, just a nice forum for people to start discussions and share share common experiences there so that's incredible Tori and, and we have a, a lot of most majority of our followers and, and listeners are either parents of athletes parents who used to play sports or coaches who were former athletes so it's really cool to hear that and take advantage of this resource something you mentioned there Tori that I thought was so good is if I'm a good fit for you I think a lot of the times in business, we're like, hey, let's just take it all and get everybody in here. But sometimes we might not be the good fit for that person. Maybe uh, this athlete or this this person needs to work with Ray instead of Tori. And so just finding that right fit, I really like how you mentioned that and kind of work that into there. Um, I've got a, a kind of a kind of relating back to the stress piece, but this is, hopefully will help a lot of our coaches attack their athletes in a positive way. And also our parents just be able to help some of the youth athletes that might be listening in. Uh, but stress, how does stress take hold in the body? And more importantly, like not even just stress about my performance and performance anxiety, but more about like off the field stress. My girlfriend broke up with me. My boyfriend cheated on me. My friends hate me. Whatever the, the case might be, something I know those are pretty bad right there. I went, I went deep hole. <laughs> that was I'm a little aggressive. Sorry. <laughs> when I talk real, when I talk real low, you know it's getting serious. Um, but really, like the, the moral of the story, I know I'm elaborating a lot, but how does stress take form in the body? Um, and how can that impact not only our performance, but how about performance in business, in our family life, as a parent, as a, as a coach, as a friend? Um, how does that work, Tor? I'm very, very curious. My gosh, that's such a great question. Real quick, I want to go back to what you're saying about finding a provider that's good for you. I'm a huge advocate that your healthcare providers need to fit you and your needs and your values. So going to just any medical doctor or physical therapist or Cairo or whatever it is, and thinking that, you know, they're all going to be right for you or that they all have the answers for you is not the truth. <laughs> so don't settle for just any medical doctor or any healthcare provider in general that you don't feel supported with, or that doesn't support you and your goals. Um, I just wanted to throw that in there. Cause I think that's really important. And that is what, one of the reasons why okay. I say, I want to make sure I'm a good fit. Yeah. because I'm not a good fit for everyone. And I want you to get the best care possible. And if I can't provide that, you should get that somewhere else. Um, stress. <laughs> so stress is a huge topic nowadays uh, in, the health, in the healthcare space, because we are finding that chronic stress is one of the main causes for all kinds of chronic diseases um, and chronic health issues. So when it comes to, and I mean, I'm talking pretty much everything, uh, cancer, heart disease, uh, injuries, uh, chronic pain, it, it it's, has a way of manifesting in most of the, the chronic conditions that we have nowadays. Um, so yeah, so stress is huge. And particularly in my field, I, I like to think of it like a bucket. A bucket analogy. So most people think, okay, I got injured must have been because I did some certain movement wrong, or I wasn't, I did too much too soon or something like that. Some physical ailment, which oftentimes is a big contributor, right? I won't say that it's not, 
But what people don't think about is actually that this, there's more to it than that. It's not just, I did this movement, therefore I hurt this much, um, or I tore this much of my tendon. Uh, oftentimes it has to do with the amount of sleep you've been getting. It has to do with the amount of psychological stress in your life. It has to do with your social environment, your home environment, your working environment, your nutrition. So all of those things contribute to injury risk and they also contribute to the pain experience. So you can have more intense pain if your stress levels are through the roof versus if you're a very going through a pretty chill time in your life, uh, your pain can be different. Uh, now, the problem is we don't know how much of each of those things I mentioned contributes to injury or pain or risk. We just know that they all contribute. <laughs> so um, that's the tricky part is people go, okay, well then if I reduce my stress, my pain should be gone, right? Well, that's not exactly how it works, unfortunately. But um, like I said earlier with breathing, if you can use certain techniques like breathing, to help reduce stress, uh, that can influence your pain experience and your injury risk, um, and all sorts of healthcare conditions down the line. So good. So good. Right. What do you got? That's incredible. That just puts it, I mean, that's just perfect, right? Cause there's so many people dealing with stress. Uh, I think stress is the number one uh, cause of disease in the world. It's also the number one killer in the world, as far as just people dying every day due to chronic stress. And so I think it's just so valuable for anybody listening to take that advice and really work on yourself in all areas. I mean, we're a complete program. I love the bucket analogy, but uh, there's so many different parts of us. So let's make sure we work on ourselves as well. Like I said, very, very, very beginning with the mindset piece of putting ourselves in the right position to be able to go serve the people that we know we can serve and want to serve. I love it. Yeah. And we're finding more and more with the research that comes out, we cannot separate mental health from physical health. Mm. They're all the same thing. You are all yeah. one human. You're all one piece. Your mental health and your physical health go hand in hand. So you can't separate the two. That's the way it goes. And, and that's honestly, I think what you're doing with your business is going to become the norm, you know, that the holistic care, uh, whether you have a divided department of mental and physical or just people that are trained in both. Um, I think it's awesome. You know, um, what, what would you say, I guess, in general, uh, there's a lot of people that are stressing and, and do have that daily stress. What's one piece of advice that you could tell somebody today that's just going to give them an overall better well-being or something that they can do on a daily basis that's just going to help them uh, in their overall life? Oh, find something that works for you uh, in terms of stress management. Um, and what I mean by that is figure out what's going to fit into your life uh, that's feasible for you. Because a lot of times people think, well, every minute of the day, I'm consumed by work or kids or uh, family or whatever it is. Um, but if you can find five minutes um, at the beginning of your day, the end of your day, the middle of your day, just to take for yourself and to take inventory and say, what do I need right now? Do I just need five minutes in silence? Do I need to go outside for a walk for five minutes? Uh, do I need to go pump some iron real quick if I have that available to me? Um, just taking, taking the time for yourself because if you don't take time for yourself, you're gonna be forced to later on with health issues. Uh, 
and or with family issues or whatever else it might be. So I would say just it, it depends on you and your life and what's and what's meaningful to you. For me, it's meditation or taking five minutes to go outside with the dogs. Um, something that that you have as a reset uh, that's that's meaningful for you. Preach, girl, preach. Hey, you just use the reset <laughs> button. You hit the meditation. Uh, you are hired, Tori. You are hired. <laughs> yes. <Major League> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, something that I, I really like too, and then this happened the other day. You said, hey, find things that work for you, which is so important because meditation, it might not work for all, but maybe your form of meditation is cleaning or whatever it might be. I don't know. Yeah, everybody's different, but I like to walk. I think walks for me get me out of my comfort zone. Now living in Arizona, it's a little tough to walk outside, so I might pace around the house or uh, just go outside and just wear it and get a tan, right? But I think just getting out, why I had to go walk the other day for about 10 minutes just to clear my mind and, and just see nature, getting in nature is so powerful and um, just really taking care of yourself. Ray, you said a best holistic approach, you know, really for you, Tori, you've got so many avenues that you're going to go with this. It's, it's amazing to see how you're impacting people. So I love that piece. Thank you. What, what is the 10 year plan for you? What, what, if you had to just shoot your shot right now and, mm. and everything lined up all the stars, what, what's 10 years from now look like for you? And uh, what are you hoping to see out of it? You know, it's funny because it's changed every time. Cause this is, you know, I had thought about this early on and, and Frank Benedetto, the guy I mentioned earlier um, is talks about this too is to have a plan but then revisit it often because it will change as your you know your business grows and as things change for you personally in your personal life but oh man I would say if all the stars aligned (laughs) it would look like a a large interdisciplinary wellness center um, that has a mental health providers it has physical therapists it has registered dietitians and it is a full functioning gym um, that everyone could come to. And it's kind of your one-stop shop for wellness, taking care of yourself, getting support um, for whatever it is that you're going through to help you live you know, your best life. That would be, ideally, that would be what I would open up um, as a big wellness center. That sounds amazing. That sounds like a place I want to be at, honestly. <laughs> yes. If you I got, would want uh, you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be customers. I'll, I'll fly every right. week. Uh, if you got some red light, I'm a big fan of the red light. A uh, huge fan of red light. Uh, if you got an infrared sauna, I'll still rock the infrared sauna. Ray, don't you dare smirk at me. For anybody listening to this, Ray's smirking currently. Uh, the red light's incredible. I feel so much more energy. I feel deeper. Like I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but uh, I'm gonna stop rambling. What's your take? <laughs> on the a hell light. of a drug. There it's it is. That's what I need to hear. There's some Sorry. red light outside for us every day, baby. We can go outside catch some Z's or some that's right. That's some Z's. You're the best race. Yep. Some race. <laughs> um, Tori, I, this has been great, and and I know you're starting to grow this business, and we have no doubt that you're going to be successful with just staying on the right path. You know, you have the right things in mind. Um, just want to leave it to you. Is there anything else you wanted to say before we kind of wrap this thing up? Hmm. I would just say, again, I want to reiterate that it's always a good idea to put your own health and well-being first uh, and to invest in yourself. And you will be amazed that when you start investing in yourself and your own health and well-being, how everything else starts to line up for you uh, outside of that. So uh, and I know you guys are big preachers of that as well. So that's that would be the big overarching theme. 
Is there a uh, a applause button that we can work into this? <laughs> <laughs> like Honestly, uh, that's that's it. We're gonna put some some sound effects. That actually might be our new intro for the the, the whole podcast. Do I get kickbacks from that? Is that a thing? Ten percent. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna mint it as an NFT. So there you go. <laughs> of course, invest in crypto. <laughs> that's it. right. Uh, well, again, Tori, thank you so much. It was Fortitude Physical Therapy and Wellness. That's right. Okay? And on Instagram and TikTok at Tori.Fortitude.PT. She's a great friend of ours and a stud athlete and one heck of a physical therapist. So look her up. Uh, and she does it all remote. So you can do it from anywhere. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, guys. This was fun. We appreciate you, Tori. Thank you. What an awesome interview, Ray. It was incredible to have Tori on there. She's just full of fire, full of energy, uh, full of so much positivity. And getting to know her over the last few years has been a blessing. And just talking to her about my own body, my own health, my own mind, and some things that I can do to be uh, to take proactive steps forward in staying healthy on or off the field, no matter what we're doing. She talked about something very important that I thought was interesting was the differences between uh, ancient Chinese medicines or Eastern medicine and Western medicine. And Western medicine, we're all about solving the problem and before really before it's too late and giving them cures or pills or other things to take care of what issues they might be experiencing or pains they might be having. And then the preventative action of Eastern medicine of, Hey, we're going to give you these steps and tools to make sure that you don't get sick or you don't get hurt or you stay healthy or have the best chance to be healthy is really cool. So I think if the Western society adopted more of that Eastern philosophy, we'd have a much healthier, happier world. And it was really cool to hear that. But I think just for her and her mission and starting a business going out there on a limb and finding a way. It's really hard to do that in anything that you do, but her taking that leap of faith and going through that experience on her own is so hard and so challenging for her to stay resilient on that, right? It's been a big topic of what we talk about and to push forward, to have the courage and boldness to step out in faith and start her own business and continue to push through it and see some success now has been really cool. And she's got a very bright future head, Ray. It's so awesome to just hear her speaking and uh, everything that she was talking about. Yeah, if, if we know anything, it's starting a business is hard. And, um, yep. you know, she's been grinding and, and really starting to, to get that first first wave going. And I uh, really encourage all you guys to get out there and follow Tori.Fortitude.PT. Uh, she's on Instagram. She is really getting that website going. It's going to be up soon. Uh, and if you're a, a former athlete, uh, I really encourage you to follow her. She's got some good stuff and she's taking that holistic approach. That's the way it goes now where it's really the mind and body are, are one. So uh, that's about it for me. Bye. Did you have anything else for the people before we get them on out of here? Keep working hard, keep striving forward, keep achieving your goals and keep making progress. I think it's awesome to hear so many great people and just take a nugget out of everything that you learn, no matter if that's on our podcast or somewhere else and share this with a friend, share this podcast with somebody else that you think might benefit from this. If it's a parent, a teacher, a coach, a student, a player, it does not matter. We're open to anybody and we are excited to just continue to make an impact. So uh, it was great to have Tori on. It's great to hear some of our upcoming guests here. I'm not going to give any, any teasers away, but there's some awesome upcoming guests as well. And we're excited about this podcast being back up and in action let's go coach mark wood next week with liberty basketball legend in arizona great dude hall of famer off the court as well as on can't wait to hear that and uh can't wait to see you there leave a comment uh leave a rating if you haven't already we could really use that and get a little boosties in the apple podcast and hit that subscribe button that's right turn on notifications and we will catch you later Peace. peace